You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com. We have a full house today on a Saturday. I don't know if you want to call it a scrimmage, a practice, or whatever you want to call it, out on the lake shore of Lake Washington at Husky Stadium. Kind of a drizzle, kind of got spit on a little bit. We were undercover most of the time, but uh, the weather's dr- dramatically changed from earlier on in the week. But uh, lots of situational football today. And I'm Kim Grenolds, along with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund, former intern Luke Munger is back with us today, and our current intern Jack McCauley. So all five of us in the house today. Is there so. any such thing as an ex-intern or former intern? All I know is I still don't get paid. Right? I thought you were, the, <laughs> you were always the intern emeritus. Lifelong. Yeah. Although Joe Joe Kaiser is really the intern emeritus. Yeah, you know, that's so. true. Well, the other down part of that is you no longer pay us. That's true. So, uh, anyways, back in the house today, but a lot of situational football today. Full pads. We had some thud tempo. We had some cut tempo, and we had some live tempo. But Chris, just a little bit about the situational football. And just before that, what would you guess? About 500 people in the stands today? There were more people in the stands than I kind of thought, to be honest. I I figured, given the forecast, that people might stay away a little bit. But um, to their credit, they came out. It was great. Uh, Dubs made an appearance. He walked around the Mm -hmm. the stands and checked everybody out. So that was fun. And um, but yeah, the situational stuff, to be honest with you, I thought they did a lot more situational work, especially two-minute drill stuff, yesterday, Friday, um, compared to today. Today they actually had a pretty big team, uh, team period in the middle where they were just running. I mean, they were, they were keeping track and they were you know, going about it like they normally would, but there was a lot less two-minute stuff. Um, one thing that they did add at the end of practice was a four-minute uh, basically like a keep away where, you know, they, I think they had it at two minutes and 20 seconds. They had one, I think it was two, two minutes, 43 seconds or whatever. And basically it was the offense's job to shut down the game. They had, they were ahead in the game. You, you get a first down, a couple first downs, you win the game. And to be off, the, to be fair, the, um, the first team offense and the second team offense, uh, both did that drill very, very well. I think, I think the second team had a, had a penalty, a face mask or something that, you know, basically won the game for the offense. But the first-team offense with Dylan Morris uh, did some nice things, executed, and, and won that period. So I thought overall it was a, a good job by the offense in those situations. But overall, again, defense had a great day. Luke, your first chance to see Patrick O'Brien. You seem to have come away impressed. Yeah, you know, I, I've been obviously reading and listening about how Patrick O'Brien has had an impressive spring, getting to see it live was fun. He connected with, I think, Sawyer Racanelli a couple of times on the first period that I saw and ended up in a touchdown run from Kamari Pleasant on that drill. And he led three touchdown drives in total uh, today. So, yeah, I thought Patrick O'Brien looked impressive. Uh, Jimmy mentioned this week that the quarterback room talent and competition level has taken a step up from last year and uh, I think that was evident today. Yeah, he, he basically said that it's way ahead of where it was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, from a talent standpoint, and that's saying something because they had two other four-star quarterbacks mm-hmm. in there in um, uh, uh, Ethan Garbers and, and uh, Jacob yeah. Sermon. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I, 
I like what I saw today. I, I thought the defense came out and flew around and made some plays, but I thought the offense made some plays too. Overall, really good practice on both sides, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, Jack, Dylan Morris, steady as ever, and uh, Mr. Hewitt still seems to be struggling a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Heward, you know, kind of like we've been saying, you know, that five-star talent, but still a freshman, you know, he had a really nice deep ball mm -hmm. to Taj Davis, put it right on the money, but then there was those other plays, too. It's like, oh, you're throwing it there, buddy, right through the hands a couple times. Uh, could have been interceptions. I know one of them was Cooper McDonald, but, yeah, like, you know, like you said, you know, Dylan Morris, super steady, um, made a lot of good plays, hit his guys, um, and, you know, Heward flashed that talent, but also... A little bit sloppy. You are the young guy on the staff. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine being three weeks out of high school and being thrown into that. Because it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, you're having guys that are six one, you know, two hundred forty pounds protecting you at a six six eight three thirty. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of. I mean, that just right there speaks for itself. Yeah, it's just got to be scary. Like, it's oh like, yeah, I know. And just having guys like Jeremiah Martin, Ryan Bowman run after you are a little bit scary too. With the uh, full, full uh, contact that we had today and the thud tempo and the cut, we had a lot more contact today, so it makes it a little easier for us, Chris, to really get a true uh, vision of what the running backs are going to look like. Well, yeah, and just to give people an idea, real quick, um, Tim Saha, who's the strength and conditioning coach, has been there since Peterson got here, so he's been what seventh, eighth year now. Um, he always kind of barks out whether they're going live or whether it's what they call cut tempo, which is basically grab them, wrap them up, but don't take them to the ground. And so you, every once in a while you hear cut, cut, cut tempo, and then you, all of a sudden you'd hear live, live, Just live. out of nowhere. Like, just yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like an alarm. It's just live, live. And so it's fun to kind of know because you can kind of get a sense when they get into certain third down situations, they want to see them react live. Mm -hmm. And so that was really good. I thought the running backs did a nice job of that. Um, one of the really interesting calls during the day was when they were doing the two-minute drill, and it was the first one with Patrick O'Brien, and he, they got down to the goal line, and it was, it was basically four seconds left in the game. They're down by seven. This is fourth down, fourth and goal, and they have Kamari Pleasant there, and I'm, and I'm actually with Dick Baird. We were talking a little bit. We were kind of talking back and forth on the drive, and I'm like, so, Dick, do you think he has the balls to, like, run the ball and fourth down on this? On this? And he goes, I don't know. If I, I don't know if we'd do it and all this stuff. And then he gives the ball to Pleasant. And people were wondering if it was God's play. And it was nothing no. like God's play at all. It was, it was Kamari Pleasant bouncing it outside. From and, the four. From the four, yeah. bouncing it outside and, and barely squeaking it in. Um, it was a great run to, to Kamari's credit. He, he did the right – he did a good job on that one. But overall, Cameron Davis, again, is getting a lot of reps with the ones, coming out with the ones. Um, he showed a lot of toughness on some of the live reps that he was doing. It's just, Chris, it just seems like they've – keep in mind that they've got different packages for different guys, but it seems like the two top guys are Cam Davis and Richard Newton. Richard, of course, being out for a couple of days, seemed to be a little bit behind, but he seems to be gaining. But does it seem like those are the two top guys to you? Well, I think they – yeah, I mean, today you could have said that a little bit, but again, Pleasant and, and Sean McGrew, they're getting their reps. I mean, they're getting their turns. They're not They're not going to get ignored at all. Um, I want to say that, that it was – um, it was Richard Newton that had the, the touchdown straight ahead. What was yeah. it, like 20, 25 yeah. yards? Except there's a whole thing. Yeah, and it looked yeah. great, and then all of a sudden you see the flag in the ground, and you're like, oh, my God, here we go again. And I don't want to jump too far ahead, Kim, but that, the sloppiness of some of the, the execution 
uh, on the offense's part is certainly something so, that's happened during the during this spring. And I saw somebody ask if if Caleb Berry got any call, plays or Sam Adams. No, neither one. Did of them not. Got any, yeah, did not see. Barry I didn't at even all. see Barry on the sidelines. That doesn't mean he wasn't. No, there. he I was there. there. He was there. Okay, so and I didn't see Sam Adams on the sidelines, and I'm sure he was probably there too. Yeah. But they didn't get any of the calls today. It was uh, the top five guys basically were Pleasant and McGrew and uh, Newton and Sunday and uh, Davis. And, I mean, JV on Sunday just got absolutely destroyed. Well, I was going to say something something about that because yeah. in, in the particular till when I was talking about Saha and all of a sudden it goes live, live, and I'm thinking half my brain's like, okay, I'm not really remembering and then when you see Josh Calvert come in, mm-hmm. absolutely, it just unload on him. Yeah, um, that was fun to watch because all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, that's right, we are live." Yeah, because <laughs> I was thinking, "Oh my God, someone's going to pay a real, yeah. someone's going to pay a heavy price for that." And then all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, yeah. wait a second, so that su- was a good hit." Sunday didn't have the best practice I've ever seen because um, he also had a fumble mm-hmm. a little bit later on a nice hit by Cam Williams, but. You know, overall, those are the five that got the carries. If you're wondering why the other ones didn't get carries, I think we're kind of wondering too. But it's just part of the way they rotate through spring. Jack, as we saw last year with the running backs, it seemed like the guy that they liked to have in there on third downs was Cam Davis because he seemed to have the best hands and the best capability of catching the ball out of the backfield. But, you know, from my looking at Richard Newton this year, he just seems to have a little bit more bounce on his step. He's a little bit lighter on his feet. You know, I was talking to Deontay Cooper where I almost saw a little bit of Deontay Cooper at times, that little prance, you know, that sometimes these light-footed running backs get. Yeah, like in that uh, what, 20, 25-yard run, he had, he definitely looked a lot lighter on his feet. You know, Richard Newton, you know, sometimes he's just so downhill, you know, carries a couple guys with him, but he was able to make a couple good evades, you know, you um, had a couple nice sidesteps, and I think that was noticeable throughout the day, too, a couple times. Um, looks a lot lighter with that, with keeping that same physicality, which is real big in the running back room. And to go back to Cam Davis real quick, we saw it just a couple times last year in terms of his physicality dragging guys with him. I mean, I think there was one pretty memorable run. Was it Arizona? I can't remember which which game it was. Are you talking last year? Yeah. Last year he had the longest run from scrimmage against Arizona, 56 yards, I think. Well, no, that's Newton. I'm not talking about about Cam Davis. I'm sorry, it's Cam Davis. Sorry about that. But he had had a couple memorable runs where it was like he was dragging guys with him, and he's shown that again um, in spurts this spring. I mean, so I think there is something about his game where maybe that aspect, that strength aspect, because he's not necessarily as big on the hoof looking as a guy like Newton or Pleasant, his, he's still a very physical runner when he needs to be. Wide receivers, you know, um, uh, Bynum seems to be the most reliable guy mm-hmm. out there. Yep. Um, Taj Davis, I think, is really coming along. Sawyer Racanelli, I mean, he makes some splash plays, but then he'll make some mistakes um, where he uh, dropped had a drop today and another ball where – looked like he didn't even see it coming, which led to an interception, again, of Sam Heward. It didn't even look like he knew that he was going to be getting the ball. And maybe Sam And just... I'll tell you what, that was a great play by Mikel Esteen, yeah. too, because Mikel, you could tell they, you could tell Racanelli wasn't on the same page because they, they almost kind of ran mm-hmm. into each other. And then, but Esteen was the one that was actually looking at the pass. Mm-hmm. We're talking 20 yards down the scene. Yeah, but exactly. But he was able to adjust after getting bumped. And still made the play. It was a great play by Esteen, and it was right after he had gotten like a, a touch sack. There was a there was about a five or ten minute period there where he yeah. really showed mm-hmm. out and did a great job. He also had a, I can't remember it was later in practice too, but he came up and made on a live play. I'm pretty sure a tackle for loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so, and Racanelli yeah. also had a drop during the four minute four minute play yeah. four minute downs um, series where that was where it didn't it didn't hurt them in the end. 
But it's just one of those, yeah, I, I agree 100% with Kim. It's just he makes plays, he looks good, he's down the field, he's doing what you would expect him to do, and then all of a sudden he just comes wide open and he's got the ball and it's just – yeah, I think know? that's the same thing with Odunze too. Like, you know, he'll yeah. be downfield. He 10 had yards. a play like that too. Yeah, yeah, like where you know, it looked like he was going to try and break a touched tackle and you know, drop the ball before he even got there. And but he also has those plays where it's like, oh, 15 yards downfield, and he's you know, he's wide open, just can really get open. You know, just mm-hmm. real splash play guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think with Romo Dunze having that one drop, I think. Uh, I don't know. It was interesting because you're looking and you're thinking, obviously, I think one of the things that people pay attention to a lot during springtime is just like quarterback competition. But you see Dylan Morris has a drop 20 yards downfield, mm-hmm. and that can totally change a possession, right? And then he was also in when uh, uh, JV on Sunday had his fumble, and that can stall or completely yeah. like stop a drive in the midst of I don't know people kind of battling for reps and trying to be well the drive the, the drive killers out. the drive killers have been drops but the drive killers have also been the holds yeah the yeah. false starts and things like that too the the other thing is too as if we're talking about wide receivers uh, Jalen McMillan had a, a nice day today he he uh, he and um, Bynum ran a combo route and the, the DBs went with Bynum and leaving. Uh, William or uh, McMillan opened down the field for about a 25 yard gain. Yeah. So um, overall, really good play. I think the offensive play of the day came right out. Came a couple plays after that too for to Kate Otten for that that uh, mm-hmm. short tight end pass. screen. Yeah. yeah, they've been working on that a lot lately too. It's the same play that they ran earlier last year. They ran that play too, and I want to say he almost scored yeah, on that one as well. McMillan had the block at the goal line to get him in, yeah. mm-hmm. but he but Otten made guys miss in the open field that you just don't see tight ends make guys miss like that in the open field. When, yeah. we, when we take a look at the tight ends, you know, Kate Otten, of course, had the um, nice touchdown, you know, on the, uh, the tight end screen. But, it, you know, certain practices, they're focusing on wide receivers or running backs or tight ends. It didn't seem like a lot of focus on the tight ends today. Mark Redmond, you know, um, is standing out a little bit. They had uh, Devin Culp quite a bit lining up in the backfield. Um, but, um, you know, Kate Otten obviously is really jumping out. Yeah. Just you didn't see good. Quentin Moore out there today. Did you see him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he was in the No, he was, lot. in fact, yeah. he Running had a couple. Like, he had, he had a, one series where he got. He had a penalty. He got a penalty, and then he got steamrolled yeah. on pass pro. Yeah, it was a, it was, it, that's he had where, a rough day. That's where Quentin Moore who is, I think, can be a difference maker in the passing game as a receiver, but that's where he's going to struggle. He is just not used to blocking. It's something he still has to work on. And it was one thing that he did quite a bit in his one season that he did play at Independence where he only had like eight receptions throughout the year, but he ended up blocking almost every every game. And that was huge for him because he never did it in high school, but he's still... I, I mean, I, I, I'd say he's still way behind the other guys. We're talking about Redmond, too. You know, that was a situation in the in the four-minute drill where, you know, uh, O'Brien found him wide open, and it's just pop. It's pop like, right off his hands. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Now, to Racanelli's credit, Racanelli came in and made a 12-yard catch to, to keep the drive going where they could go into victory formation right after that. Mm-hmm. But that's a catch that Redmond has to make. I mean, it's just he has not shown um, – you know, a situation where he's been consistently dropping balls. He's been really, really good about that. So that's where it was almost kind of like a double ouch because that's those are key moments. Those, you know, that's a that's a game killer. I mean, that 
when you can put a game away like that by just making a, a clean catch, and he had no one around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have just killed the game away, and that was uh, – fortunately, they were able to make the play on the very next play to salt the game away. But that's – those are tough situations, but those are the things you do in spring that you have to learn from, so hopefully in the fall you execute. Penalties were killer today at times. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And, it's again – you know, if if you're the glass half empty guy, you're like, oh my god, this is this is just the same stuff we've always seen, blah blah. But if you're a glass half full guy, you go, this this is these are the things you have to learn from. And if you don't learn from them, yeah, you're going to get killed in the fall. Um, but these are the things that that they have to they have to clean up. They just have to clean up now. To the offense's credit, they did have some false starts and some other things. The hold the, on Newton's touchdown, but I had not seen a lot of defensive penalties until today. But there was like a defensive face mask in the four-minute drill that killed the game off. You know, didn't didn't allow them to do anything because uh, I think Kate Otten had gotten a, a catch for a first down on the third down. And then on top of it, there was a face mask, and it took them all the way down to the point where all they had to do was take a knee. And so there were some things on defense that started to show up, too, that were not things that we have seen so far this spring. Luke, the uh, killer penalty was on the nice 20-25 yard run by Richard Newton, and it got called back. Yeah. No, I remember uh, – I think Scott mentioned earlier, but it's one where you see Richard Newton take off, make a nice run in the end zone, and then everyone looks around and sees the flag, and everyone kind of, you know, hands on the, your head kind of disappointment. Another one also, Dylan Morris on a quarterback keeper, took one into the end zone. Yeah. There was a holding, and then on what was then like third and goal from the 13, there was a delay of game. Mm-hmm. which made it third and goal from the 18. So that was kind of a tough compounding of errors there as well. I was going to say, I, I, that, I think that's the one with Dylan Morris when he was around with the ones. Yes. Because they got down to the six, and then if you remember right before the delay, they had a hold. Yeah, that was so one. The, he, he, that's he took it down on a yeah. yeah, But that's it. the thing. When you have a delay after a, after a penalty, it's like – That's – yeah. That I hurts. mean, those are absolute drive killers, and we saw that against Stanford last year when they had the two holds. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it goes from there. You're like – you take away a touchdown – on a keeper, so now you're back to the 16, and then you take a delay, right? And now you're looking at like a 40-yard field goal, which is no gimme in college football, right? So yeah, yeah it's momentum, yeah, like kind of momentum suffers. You know, you're thinking back to the Stanford game, yep. and like those are games that can help you put you back in the game and can get your defense fired up and create a stop and give your offense more leverage. But instead, you know, hold delay. You're looking, you know, like you said, no for like a no no gimme like field goal, yeah. yeah, you know. And it's like, gosh, man, you know, those just can't happen in the fall, especially, you know, execution's just so big. And, you know, especially, I guess, with the new quarterback, new, I mean, you know, working with the new offensive lineman, like that has to be a lot better this year. I was also going to say, Rakim, we can catch us at the end if you want, but I think we should come back and talk a little bit at the end about the, about the kicking battle. Because yeah. I, think, I think one is starting to maybe emerge a little bit. Yeah, um, you know, we had two highlights of, uh, for today. One was the Sam Heward had a really nice throw down the sideline. Uh, Taj Davis was pretty much blanketed, but uh, Sam just kind of dropped it in like a Stephon Curry uh, three-point mm-hmm. shot. He just kind of dropped it into the bucket. Nice catch. But, yeah, the play of the game, it just kind of resonated. Um, Mr. Sermon uh, just really laid out JV on Sunday. You could see that hit um, coming in a mile away. Josh Calvert just read that. And just annihilated. Well, when you say sermon, you're talking about Camden sermon. Camden sermon. He threw a hospital pass out there to 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 JV on Sunday. I mean, that lobbed it over there. I mean, those are the kind. Those are the kind where the the running back comes back into the you know 
Huddle yeah. and goes, we got a problem if you ever do that again. You could see it coming. Oh, yeah. Everybody, the whole stadium could see it coming. But to, and, and I don't want to gloss away from it because it was a decleater. It was a monster hit. Everyone loved it. Was it was the hit of spring. The fans, yeah, yeah the fans went nuts. Um, and clearly it was against a guy that had laid down the marker at the beginning of spring. I think that adds another layer to all of this. But um, that being said, the one thing I do want to talk about is – this is Josh Calvert, at least to my understanding, the first time I've seen him play outside linebacker. And I think they're, they're trying to get him on the field somehow, some way, because I think they, they love his smarts. They obviously love his toughness and the fact that he can deliver a hit like that and a clean hit because it was in front of referees and they didn't call anything. So it was, the, it was reminiscent for people that didn't see it and give you some context – it was very reminiscent of the hit that Byron Murphy had on, on uh, Britton Covey uh, against uh, Utah, down in Utah. It was an absolute just, I mean, decapitation. And Scott, Chris is talking about them wanting to get uh, Josh Calvert on the field more, but the guy that I think is stepping up at that position, we're finally starting to see some movement by Daniel Himuli. Yeah, he's he's looked a little bit better. You've seen a lot of, of times where he's been in there. He actually came in. He replaced Edefawan Ulafosio. Yeah, but let's be clear. We're talking about him in the middle. We're not talking yeah. about him on the edge. Yeah. So, but um, he came in and replaced Eddie, and um, I thought held his own. Um, yeah, he had and, a big stick of Sean yep, McGrew mm-hmm. when they went live. Yeah, he had a couple really nice plays. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, he has definitely started to make a move. Now, does it mean much in the long run? I don't know. We'll have to just see. But they're wanting to get to see him a little bit more with the ones, and, and that was pretty impressive. Kim, I also want to make sure that you have those two, two big plays of the game, and I wanted to add one more. I thought that the hit by Cam Williams on JV on Sunday mm-hmm. to force the fumble, mm-hmm. that's the first time we've really seen a running back fumble the ball alive. Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought was even more interesting was the scrum afterwards to try to come up with the ball, oh and gosh. it was not clear for a while. And the referees are looking around, and, and the thing is, is that we're high enough, we should be able to see it, but everybody's surrounding the play. The referees are waiting, waiting, waiting. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, yeah, it's going. It's defense ball, defense yeah. ball. So then it takes another 30 seconds to figure out who came up with it, and it was Jacob Bandis. And so it was well, – um, I put oh, Taimani yeah. in the story. Okay, oh, no, it was. Bad. No, yeah, no, no, you're talking, right. You're yeah. right. It was. It was oh, talking okay. Taimani. It was Taimani. I had my brain oh, on the – Also, it's so hard to see everything, you know, because like they – you know. Jackson Sermon was kind of talking about today, you know, the energy, the defense, everyone just storming. And they see the fump, they see the ball on the floor, and oh, the yeah. whole sidelines yeah. out there just, you know, waving their That's arm. what I thought was great about it was uh, Cam Williams knocked it out, and then he got up, and I can't remember who he went and chest bumped on the sideline, but I mean, that person Boogie. just flat. Yeah, it was flat. 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 Yeah. flat Cam Williams. It's like he delivers this great hit, and then he himself <laughs> just gets steamrolled by Radley Hiles. Yeah. One of, the, one of the things to me that's really encouraging, they lose Liatu Latu. You know, for the rest of his career, he had to medically retire. They lose ZTF, you know, for the season. But it doesn't seem to be a problem getting pressure on the quarterback off the edge right now. Well, I just – I was going to say, you know, we asked uh, Ryan Bowman today about Braylon Trice, and um, Trice had a a touch sack today. Yeah, Um, two. Yeah, he he was coming off the edge a little bit. I saw Jeremiah Martin drop back in his own coverage again today like he did yesterday when he picked off. I was going to say, you don't see those guys. I mean, I'm seeing that, and all of a sudden I'm having flashbacks to, like, watching Larry Triplett doing that, um, you know, 20 years ago. So, But but Joe Tryon was doing that, you know, when he was here. A little bit, but it's just, again, it's just a little – it's just different to to see that guy doing – because especially when we were expecting him – to be more of just the, the pass rush presence, to be more of a defensive line presence. But Akaika Malloy, to his credit, he told us 
couple weeks ago when we talked to him. By the way, guys, one of the reasons we really like Jeremiah Martin, we went hard after him, was because we think he can really be good in space. And he showed that yesterday, and he's starting to show up again today on it uh, as well. But um, the other guy that I thought, thought started to show up a little bit today, and, I, and, and Coach Malloy said it's just a matter of him you know, getting comfortable with the communication and the, and the language and just getting up to speed with everything because he was only kind of um, known as just being a bully physically was uh, Jordan Lolohea. Mm-hmm. And he had a couple nice hits as well today, and he showed up. Well, you know, he was on his mission for a couple of years, and the last guy we had on a mission that left for a while was the offensive lineman who was 290 pounds and returned at 220 pounds. Willie really so, Cava. So we're expecting, you know, to see, you know, Jordan Lolahea come back and go, geez, you know, what's he going to look like? But he looks like a football player. Didn't he do his? Didn't he serve his mission like in Nebraska? No, Detroit. Yeah, yeah. World yeah I mean, it was like <laughs> went to a third world country, Detroit, Michigan. He, he, he worked out at the Kronk Gym. What are you yeah. talking about, man? Yeah, but uh, it just it, I'm, I'm impressed with the pressure that they're able to get on the quarterback, and some of that has to do with the pressure they're getting up the middle too. But you know, one of the things that's kind of stood out to me today is, you know, which a lot of people want to know who's who's first team, who's second team, who's third team. Scott, there was a lot of just mixing and matching today. That's just been all spring. Yeah. I mean, it's for us to tell you guys, I mean, we make our best guess, but I don't even think the coaches, maybe aside from a few positions, know who's going to be their starters. I mean, the offensive line has basically remained the same, except for Vic Kern, who's been out because of uh, whatever injury he's, he's dealing with. And uh, Mateo Mele has been the guy that was, has been in there with the ones at right tackle. But, I mean, other than that, the, the offensive line has basically been intact. But wide receivers, I mean, the top three wide receivers have been Bynum, McMillan, and O'Dunsey. But today, Jordan Polk gets in there. He plays with the ones. And then um, on defense, you see Ed F1, Ulafosio, and, and Jackson Sermon as the middle linebackers. But then all of a sudden, Daniel Haymuli's in there. So, you know, and with Jackson Sermon. And then the, the two outside guys, they seem to be keeping the same pairs together, but they're rotating those guys in. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know if we could really tell you right now who's going to be doing what. And the one guy to me, it just seems like they're really trying to throw into the fire. They're throwing Jacoby Covington in with the ones quite a bit, and then I'm not seeing as much of Asa Turner. And I'm he beginning, wasn't dressed. Well, today. he wasn't dressed today. And, and I'm beginning to Cook. wonder if Jacoby Covington has even passed Asa Turner. No, I'm not there yet. No, 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 no not I'm not there, there yet. No, because if anything, to be honest with you, Kim, they in the rotation thing, we've seen we've seen Bookie Radley Hiles even playing safety back yeah. there too. So they're getting him prepped for a lot of different stuff, but. You know, Julius Irvin, don't forget about him. He's played quite a bit out there as well. Um, and it's not to discredit what Covington's done. McKellestine had a great day today. I just think it's just it's just speaks well of the level of competition overall when it comes to those guys. Because right now, if okay, let's put it this way. We can put it to a vote. If you had to pick just one safety right now who you think is a shoe-in at the ones, who is it going to be Darn right him. now? Cameron Williams. See, we are already talking different Cam guys. Williams, yeah. yeah. Well, Cam Williams is the one who's always in there. Dominic Hampton is not. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference. But Dom, but, but Dom Hampton is a guy that's been yeah. ever present there. Julius Irvin's got a ton of reps there. And then you, you talk about Esteen, you talk about Covington, you talk about Radley Hiles getting reps back there. And we're not even talking about Cook or, or Turner who weren't even dressed today. Yeah. But they've gotten a lot of turns too. Not as much with Cook, but Turner until the last two days was pretty much getting a, a ton of reps. Well, so. Hampton's not only up playing safety, but they're 
dropping him down in the box a little bit too. Sure. No, I mean, it, it, it speaks well to his speed and his overall athleticism. I mean, when you look at the Gunners, we're talking about guys like, like Kyler Gordon as being this kind of the special teams uh, guy that gets the credit. But I'll tell you what, who's the other Gunner usually? It's Dominique Hampton. And it's, it's a testament to how well he runs. He downed one inside the, inside the five today. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, he just – He would have downed another one, but it went out of bounds. Yeah. So. No, it's just a, a testament to his, his abilities. We do have competition with the kicking game, Race Porter and uh, Tim Horn. Excuse me, Race Porter and no, um, no, no. Tim Horn Brown, and Tristan Va- Brown. And then um, well, I, Peyton Henry and Tim Horn. Yeah, I, I don't think say, there's any competition, honestly. Yeah, there's no competition no. on the punting part about it, but I think even the place kicking yeah. – but if you if you just go by how they looked Not in the today. last couple of days, don't go by today. He hooked the ball twice, but I I thought I think Peyton Henry's looked the best. I, I'm not saying Peyton Henry's losing his job. I'm saying Tim Horn's making make is going to make him sweat a little bit. Yeah, the thing with Tim Horn that I'm noticing is he's got a stronger leg, I think, than Peyton Henry does. I think Peyton's more accurate. The problem with Tim Horn is he's getting a lot of distance, but he's not getting as much height on it. And we saw one blocked today. Well, that, that was, was offside. North. That was Covington, and he was offside. Wasn't that North too, or was that no? That was that was that was, that was Horn. Yeah. Oh, the one thing about Horn, like I said, you know, he's got a lower trajectory on his kick. Oh no, it was phenomenal. The fans went nuts when when Covington blocked that kick. It was a it was a phenomenal. Play until we realized, oh, flag offside, <laughs> defensive offside. So unfortunately, it neutralized what was what would have been a really good play by him. But mm-hmm. it also goes to show that Covington's making a difference on special teams as well is, as defense. Is the is the blocked field goal slash punt the rarest form of a of a big play? Well, in spring football, it will because I'm very not talking rarely, spring football. I'm just talking in yeah. general. I think what was Maybe, even more surprising about that was that it was Dom Hampton. Coming or no, it was Jacoby Covington, my bad. Coming off the edge, yeah. I feel like when you see it's a lot of times a big guy who gets like a paw on it, right? But flying around the edge and just like chesting it up, you don't see a lot of it. No, not at all. And and on top of it, you very rarely see would ever see it in spring because that was actually a live rep. Yeah. So not only did he do that, but he kind of almost wiped out Horn a little bit, which <laughs> yeah. is like I, they I may bet. look at that film later and go, well, I don't I know if it, going live was such a best. great <laughs> idea. On I that. bet if we looked at the um, stats and big plays, I bet two point conversion is probably the the rarest of anything. But uh, block punts and kicks, I think, are very rare. But I want to, so I want to ask Jack, and I want to ask um, Luke also. Just seeing what was going on yesterday, they had some situations where there were some kicks because the defense forced the offense back a little bit. Mm-hmm. That they were having more than fifty-yard kicks, and they were having Tim Horn kick them. Do you envision a situation where Henry might be asked? To kick up to like 48, 49 yards, and then they might have, uh, you know, they yeah. might have Horn being the guy for fifty plus. That's tough. You know, it, it's interesting. I think it would be my one thing about it is not that a fifty plus yard field goal is a high percentage thing, anyways. But if that's your first look, like Tim Horn comes, maybe it's mid third quarter in the first. I guess he's doing plays or, or he's kicking off as well. But but his first his different. first field goal look is like fifty two yards mid third quarter. I think that's a challenging. Mental situation to be thrown into. Yeah, but if they prime him for it, if they tell That's him true. this is exactly what you're going to be in for. If yeah. there's five seconds to go and it's fourth and long, and you got a 52 yard field goal, yeah, are you going to go for it? You're going to send you Tim Hort yeah. or Peyton yeah. Henry? Who are you sending? Wait, out? what's the? I mean, what's the situation? End of the game. End of the game. I, I, is, I mean, are they down morning. two? Do it's they need the field goal? It's if it's tied, tied then I might just take tie. a shot at the end zone so we don't get no, 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 no. It's too tied. It's too tied. The game. Oh, it's too tied. Okay, so you've got to do it. Down three. 
my it would still be Peyton Henry every day of the week. Yeah, right now, I think I would I would probably go Peyton Henry as well just because he's the incumbent. But I've also have only been I at think one Peyton practice. Henry Pey, Peyton Henry when he hits it right he can hit it. How about fifty six yards? How about fifty six yards? <laughs> Tim Horn's the sixty plus guy. To be honest with you, I still I don't know if we're even talking about the guy on the team that has the strongest leg. Because the, we have not seen that much of Jarrett North, the, the walk-on freshman, but we saw a little bit of him early, and the, the, the ball was just exploding off his foot. I mean, it was, e- it was easy power. Yeah. So I don't know. He might even have the strongest leg. So if it's 56, you might even bring I, him on. I, I, I think you want to redshirt him, though, well, so that you can have him for – because Peyton Henry's got this year. And, and likely next year. So, is it your opinion that they brought in North to be basically the, the next, next Peyton picker. Henry? Okay. The next kicker. All right. End of the end of practice competition. It was offense, defense, and uh, coaches were also involved. But uh, catching punts, I think it was from the fifty with um, Roger Rosengarten. Yeah. On offense, let's go ahead and start with what happened on that. I don't know how they select who on the offense goes out there, but you knew it was going to be one of the big guys. But uh, it was Ray Porter kicking to Roger Rosengarten, and uh, you know he looked a little bit lost to begin with, but he sure came around. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean he had a be- he had a better. Uh, he made it. He relatively like, he made it look easy. Yeah, he, yeah. he felt he, he fielded it cleanly cleaner than I thought it would be, honestly. And then to Atele, the defense, I he it looked like he was down on the knees, you know, barely didn't get under him, but he got it. He got it. Well, um, was it to Atele? Was it? it was Bandis? It was Bandis. It was Jacob oh, Bandis. Oh, yeah, it was Bandis. Okay, so it was no, it was Bandis. Yeah, definitely Bandis. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. His was a little more. His wasn't as clean as. So if he dropped it, that would have meant that they would have been running. Yeah, the, the coaches. It was good to see Saha out there. But yeah. he, he got it and he rolled a little bit. So both offense and defense caught the ball, which meant coaches have to run. Yeah. And uh, you know Tim Saha, who's I think he's had two knees replaced, a hip replaced. It's kind of reminiscent of Dan Cazetto being out there. Well, I'm here to tell. I'm here to, was running. I'm here to tell you we don't get a chance to see a lot of the stuff that those guys do after practice because like the procedure penalties and things like that. Those guys, those guys do gassers and crab walks and do all sorts of crap as punishment for like screwing those up. And you know Saha's right in the middle of that. And you re- the reason why you know Saha's in the middle of all that is that when Saha's running the gassers, the players, the players were weren't going. The players weren't going after their position coaches. They weren't yeah, going yeah. after Coach Lake. They were all over Coach Saha. <laughs> yeah. They were over him like nobody's business. And yeah. and and, and <laughs> just watching <laughs> watching him run is not pretty. Not pretty. It's not fun. No, with the hips gone. Because what it reminds me, you know, reminds me of that. He was an offensive lineman, right? I'm sure he was. Yeah, I'm in sure like in Happy Gilmore when Happy's old boss chased <laughs> well, down Mr. Larson. Yeah, Mr. Larson. Larson. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Intern Jack McCauley, final thoughts on practice today. Uh, it was a little sloppier than I thought, or than I would hope to see. I think with the penalties and then just drop balls. I don't know if it was you know weather conditions because it's been so nice out for the drop balls at least, but. A little sloppier. I think there's some good flash plays. Um, you know, I guess with the you know Sunday getting rocked, um, I guess two times with the hit and then the fumble. Um, but yeah, energy was high, which was good to see. Um, so yeah, overall, I think it was good. Just a little sloppier than I like to see. Luke Munger, first time out to see the team. What'd you think? Yeah, you know, I think what stood out to me, just 11 practices in, I was glad to see that. I think the competitive spirit and energy is still high, which I think is a good thing. I think they've fostered a competitive kind of environment and atmosphere, which is good. Um, 
so yeah, it was just more so for me personally. It was great to get out and watch the Huskies play live football. And just real quick, Luke, it's always cool. We've had some amazing interns that have moved on to a lot of different things. You've graduated. And not so good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell people what you're up to. Uh, so, you know, I work for a tech recruiting company, so I'm no Joe Kaiser working at ESPN right now. But, uh, you know, I'm married with a dog, so that's kind of exciting. And my wife's going to go to med school next year, so... Things are looking up for the Munger family. You were doing a little bit of radio too. Oh yeah, and then I also spotted for I've spotted for Tony Castricone uh, and his broadcast team. Um, That's why some of the yardage has been off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if he's oh, out there, I said it was third and ten. It's actually third and one. Yeah. So and then he's out there. Shaq Thompson on the stop. It's like he doesn't play for the Huskies. So oh, that's on Luke. Yeah. But, <laughs> okay. So so if you could go back and do one more year of college and do an internship with us to follow the football team, would you do it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think I think I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. Yeah. It's like I told my kids, stay in mumble rap for one year more. It's like yeah. I told my kids, stay in school as long as you can. Yeah. The real world sucks. But That's 100% true. Yeah, I had, my, uh, I had my old man moment yeah, with good, these guys. Yeah, good to have you back, though. Luke. Which one? Oh, is it you're at? With going to get off my lawn. Oh, yeah. Moment. But good to have you oh, back. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's great to be back. Guitarist. All right. And uh, Scott Eklund, final thoughts? Yeah, well, aside from our neither of our... Uh, Interns knowing who Eddie Van Halen was, that just okay. That's not true. That was just Jack. Okay. The, let the record show. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't standing there. Well, they're, 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 playing, really they're playing "Beat It," and I said, "You know who this is, don't you?" And they couldn't figure it out. So I said, "Is Eddie Van Halen?" And Jack goes, "Who is? Who's that?" I, he said, "Who is on the guitar?" Yeah, I was, was going to say yeah. it's Michael Jackson. Yeah, what are you no, about? no. But it, when they did the the <laughs> guitar solo, anyway. All that being said, good practice, I think, either way. Yes, there was some sloppiness, but still some good hitting and, and stuff like that. I thought, I, I honestly think the team looks much different than the team that we saw in the first week. I mean, I, I think they're, they're flying around. They're making plays. I like seeing some of the younger guys making, making some plays. Jacob Bandis had a sack today. Um, Daniel Haymuli getting in there a little bit more. Mikella Steen making some plays. It's a lot of fun seeing some of these guys. Cameron Fabi Kalanen making some plays. So lots of fun seeing some of these younger guys get out there and do their thing. These are guys who never have seen a spring practice before in two years of being here for a couple of them. So um, like seeing it, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to this next week. I'll be here on Wednesday and Saturday and, and looking forward to, to seeing what Saturday looks like. Final thoughts, Chris Fetters? Um, yeah, I, did. I thought overall, um, you know, obviously disappointed with the weather. We've had great weather the last week and a half or so, and – so for the rain to come down a little bit was was disappointing, but I think it was good for these guys to get a little of the, of the elements, and we saw it in the drops, and we saw some other things. So, um, you know, it, it was probably good for them to get a little bit of a mix uh, in terms of in terms of that, in terms of the conditions. Uh, and and to echo what Scott said, I think it's all it's always good to see new guys stepping up and showing that they're starting to ramp ramp up and develop and and um, maybe hopefully finding that consistency piece that really is what they have to get um, during these times because they put a lot of they put a lot of reps down on tape uh, in the last three weeks and this is only going to help them going forward. Um, I believe there was only one pick that I remember today, so that was good. Um, you know, you don't you don't want to see the interceptions and stuff. So I thought that was a, a positive. Um, it was also a positive to see the fumble too. I mean, it was good for the defense to get in there and get their nose in the ball and um, and find it. So. Uh, overall, a good day. I thought it was a mix. Um, both sides got a little bit of action, 
and was surprised that there wasn't uh, as much two-minute as I thought there might be compared to what we saw Friday. But we saw four-minute. We saw some other situations which made up for it. So hopefully the fans enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, you know, this time next week I think it's going to be great because right now they're, the way they're ramping things up, I think spring game could be really, really, really fun to watch. Three weeks in the books. You know, one, we've got a really good gig. I mean, it's cool what we do. So we're three weeks in. We have a week to go. And just, you know, some of the people that we've run through, dogman.com, in terms of interns, you know, just gone on to do some great things. So it's great to have Luke back. It's uh, fun, still fun to torment him. Yeah. So <laughs> he doesn't make it too difficult. But, you know, Jack's winding down at UW. So, you know, Jack's going to have to find his replacement here before we know it. And then he'll come back like Luke did and some of the other guys. But, uh, you know, another week uh, next Saturday. Saturday will be the spring game. Hopefully the weather turns a little bit better than it is this weekend, but uh, it's been good. It's good finally to be back doing some football stuff. It's been a while. So for all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund, Jack McCauley, and Luke Monger. Go dogs. <laughs>